Cox can help make your home smarter and your life easier. Now you can use your Contour voice remote to connect to your home life cameras so you can view them right on your TV screen using simple voice commands. That makes it easy to keep tabs on what's happening around your home right from your couch. Need to keep an eye on the kids when they're playing outside? Just say, show me my backyard camera into your Cox voice remote and watch them while you're in the house. And if you're waiting for a delivery and want to make sure it's there on time, no problem. Just say, show me driveway camera to check on it with your Home Life HD cameras on the TV screen while you go about your day. When you live in a home powered by Cox Internet, you can stay connected to what matters and let Cox take care of the rest. To learn more about all the benefits of your connected home, visit cox.com slash thisishome today. Guys, as we get older, we all start to notice minor changes in sexual performance. It happens, but you can stop Mother Nature. Whether you're just starting to develop erectile dysfunction symptoms or are suffering from chronic ED, call Metro Men's Health. Skip the pills and injections. They're only temporary and lose effectiveness over time. Metro Men's Health treats the root cause of ED, lack of blood flow, so it works long-term. Metro Men's Health uses the most advanced and clinically proven wave therapy on the market to actually repair aging blood vessels and restore them to a younger you. Get your spontaneity and your confidence back with safe, effective treatment from Metro Men's Health. Visit MetroMensHealth.com or call 833-687-0700. Don't let ED get worse. Call Metro Men's Health today, 833-687-0700, 833-687-0700. We're talking with Rosie Johnson on President Trump's first 100 days on this special Friday edition of Trend Chat. Trend Chat. I'm your host, Brian Bledsoe. Appreciate you, everyone, to listening in right now. And if you want to connect with us on social media, if you listen to this program more than once, you should know by now. But if this is your first time listening in, you can always go to Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And the name is all the same, Trend Chat 24-7. So, yesterday we talked with Wade Miller about President Trump first um, first hundred days, and today we talk with Rosie Johnson with Silence Is Consent, and we talk, you know, even more about President Trump and far as what um, he has done so far, and she actually has another perspective in as far as comparing. Um, with President Obama's first 100 days. So I hope everyone would have enjoyed that interview. And actually, 
Like I said, today is a special Friday edition of Trend Chat. But if you are listening on Friday, I am actually at the NRA convention. And as of who knows, at the time you're listening to this on a Friday, if it is, that I probably am doing some interviews for Trend Chat next week. So I'll know exactly how many days we'll be on next week, depending on the interviews. Well, we have some confirmed to interview, um, others that are not confirmed. Um, we have one or two in particular that I really hope I get to interview. And you will know who it is if, <laughs> if, you know, if I told you who. And so, but I'm, you know, I want to wait till I actually get the interview and then I'll definitely share it then. But um, hope that happens. And uh, like I said, at this time, um, who knows what I'm doing on Friday. So, so also just want to mention that I write for Politichicks. And if you like to read some of my articles, you can just go to Politichicks.com slash author slash Brian Bledsoe. And Politichicks are also, they are on a book tour right now. For the new book, Politics, A Clarion Call to Political Activism. And one of my articles is actually featured in the book, talking about my journey to become a national delegate in Cleveland last year. So you can go to Amazon and Barnes & Noble to pick it up. I encourage everyone to pick it up. And it's funny because... Speaking about being at NRA convention, I it shouldn't be hard. I should be hard to find, given the shirt I'll be, uh, be wearing, because I'm wearing a Trinchette shirt, black Trinchette shirt. But on the back of the shirt, it has a Politics book, the cover, and <laughs> like a a code on the back that people can scan with their phones to go straight to Amazon to get the book. So. So as of right now, I hope I, I would there'd be like 80,000 people. Each one other people there, everyone should buy one copy, get 80,000 copies sold <laughs> because of my shirt. So that'd be awesome. But um, that being said, I definitely want to get straight into an interview with Rosie Johnson. And like I said before, we basically just talked about President Trump's first 100 days. And here's my interview with Rosie. Hello, this is Trent Jett. This is your host, Brian Bledsoe, and I am pleased to have a friend, a good friend of mine, Rosie Johnson. You can find her on Rosie on the Right on Facebook and Twitter, and she's a contributor uh, writer for SilenceExcent.net. Hello, Rosie. How are you doing? Hi. Thanks for having me on today. Yeah, so I I definitely wanted to bring you on. I, um, I wanted to talk to my friends and people who are in the know and just want to see what their opinions are of President Trump's first 100 days. So what's your opinion? <laughs> okay, well, um, the first thing that that I would do in judging uh, President Trump's first 100 days is I really need to go back and look at other presidents 
first 100 days, and the most recent past president is President Obama. So he accomplished quite a few things on his first 100 days. Um, in Obama's first 100 days, he reversed President Bush's ban on fetal human stem cell research. So that was, you know, to the consternation of conservatives everywhere who are against this. This is something that Obama was able to reverse, and it's still in place. He also got um, Supreme Court Justice Kagan confirmed to the Supreme Court, and he did that pretty much with bipartisan support. Wasn't it wasn't the way that President Trump's uh, uh, Supreme Court justice was received. So Democrats always stick together, and Republicans follow along, whereas. Uh, Republicans don't stick together. That's you know my view on that. Uh, Obama also passed that $787 billion America Recovery and Reinvestment Act, which it was supposed to spur on the economic growth during the recession or right after the recession. It's also known as the stimulus package, which actually did not stimulate the economy. But um, he also signed an executive order to close Guantanamo Bay, but luckily, you know, he never did truly close it because he saw that there are a lot of terrorists that still needed a place to be housed, so common sense prevailed there. But those were some pretty important pieces of legislation that he was able to pass um, with Republican support. So when I look at Trump's first 100 days, I just... Um, what I have to look at is the rules that he was able to tell, you know, that Obama wrote, the things that Obama said that he was able uh, to get rid of. Um, so he's been doing that through executive orders, and we really um, I have to say that he diminished President Obama's legacy in doing that. Now, I'm not happy that they have not said anything about Obama's signature health care law. That's still up and running, status quo. So that will, uh, you know, that needs to be seen what, what's going to happen with that. I think that his most important achievement was the, um, the nomination and confirmation of, uh, his Supreme Court Justice uh, Gorich, I probably butchered that name, but um, as a conservative, that was my key issue. Not just the wall. Yes, I wanted the wall, but for me, if President Trump does nothing else but get Supreme Court justices confirmed to the Supreme Court who are conservative or who um, follow the Constitution to the letter, he'll have accomplished more than any other president. And I believe there'll be, there will be a couple of more justices who will either retire or, or pass in, in the next four years because there's a lot of elderly justices. So that would be a great accomplishment. Yeah, I'm, you know, especially when it comes to Supreme Court justice, um, I mean, you're talking about people that are going to be 
on the bench for, you know, maybe 30, 40 some odd years. So that's definitely it's going to be a, a legacy. And also, and kind of what you were saying as far as having bipartisan support with um with Kagan and and other things as far as with the during the Obama administration, it just it just shows that Republicans are more more apt to go along with the Democrats and definitely not vice versa. It doesn't happen the other way around. Right, that's right. Um, I also looked up. I, and no, knowing I was having a conversation with you, I went online. I just checked, you know, to see, well, how much has President Trump actually done? And the Washington Post fact check, checker uh, actually states that President Trump has signed 28 bills in, um, into office, and that's the highest in 19, since 1949, because Roosevelt was had signed 76 bills in 1933. Um, so 28 bills is a lot. Now, when I when I looked to the bills that he signed, they were bills that would that we would think as everyday citizens are inconsequential, but have some are at some consequence to the country. You know, there are joint resolutions providing for the appointments of judges and 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 people, citizen regions. Regents to the Board of Regents of the Smithsonian Institute. Um, I don't know if that was a mouthful. If you you all understood what I what I said there, but and also an act to amend the Veterans Access. That was an important piece of legislation that he signed. Uh, that was on April 19th, just not long ago, and it's an Accountability Act, Ability Act to modify the termination date for Veterans Choice Program. So there's, he signed quite a, a few bills. They're just not the kinds of things that he talked about during his um, run for presidency. He's also signed 24 executive orders and 22 presidential memorandums, and he's signed 20 proclamations. And so basically, most of those are having to do with uh, getting rid of. President Obama's, uh, you know, executive orders. So he write an executive order, and Obama Obama wrote an executive order, and the President Trump writes an executive order to counter that executive order. That's not my favorite way to get things done. However, it does prove that, you know, he 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 probably said to himself, "I'm going to get these things done one way or the other," and I hope that he will ignore the um, judges the lower court judges who are ruling against him on immigration and, and the border wall and other things, most recently the border wall. You know, that's just what happened just recently. Some judge in the Ninth Circuit Court ruled against him regarding um, sanctuary cities, saying that he cannot take funding away from sanctuary cities. It's just nonsense. And 89% of the American people want Sanctuary, to stop sanctuary cities, and they want the the uh, the border wall built. Something like 60% of the people want the border wall built, and 89% of the people want to stop sanctuary cities. So I think that he could win that the um, in the court of, of public opinion if he really starts to talk about that. And people like us need to start to talk about that. You know, I mentioned on Tuesday's podcast that when 
talking about um, the, I guess, the Ninth Circuit blocking the, the executive order on sanctuary cities, I was saying that, um, well, even a couple of ways, uh, I guess two months ago, that even though I I like where President Trump is going as far as setting the tone with these executive orders, but it's up to Congress to make law. And I feel like this is kind of showing that where Congress needs to step up and make law on on a lot of these orders as opposed to just relying on these executive orders. Okay. Well, you're right. But the problem that we're having, that we're facing right now, is that we have a bunch of Republicans who are really not, I mean, they vote more with Democrats. They're really progressives at heart. They're not conservatives. So there's Republicans who are conservatives. That's the Freedom Caucus. And then there's the Republicans who are, they call them the moderates, but they're really 1960 Democrats, you know? They're my, my mother's Democrats. You know what I mean? They, yeah. And um, they're, but they're in the Republican Party, so they obfuscate what Republicans are trying to do. See, we want to bring back traditional values, and we want to bring back the the laws that kept America great and made America um, thrive. Whereas, and and. And those Republicans, they call them rhinos, Republicans in name only. I'm sure you've heard that term. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. Know, the, yeah, yeah. And uh, so what's happening is we want to keep those people at bay. Unfortunately, there's too many of them and too few of the uh, Freedom Caucus-style Republicans. I'm not sorry that the Freedom Caucus stopped the, uh, the American Health Care Act, Paul Ryan's American Health Care Act because it was really just um, sort of a fix for Obamacare. It was a fix, but it didn't fix the issues that we care about. I mean, it did not, it didn't change it. It just fixed it so that it had, it was stayed pretty much intact as Obama intended it to be. And don't you know that every year Republicans end up fixing Democrats Laws, Democrat laws that are poorly written that are really not going to um, fly well in in the life of Americans. Republicans, they get in the mix and they fix those laws so that, so that it'll work. Um, <laughs> we probably need to just let those laws fail. And I don't know what the plan is with the Affordable Care Act, but it's about to implode. And um, Republicans are again worried about being blamed for that. Just like this Friday, we're facing the um, another continuing resolution, or the, the government is shut down. I mean, it's, Republicans worry too much about public opinion. They just need to do their job, and they do just fine. Yeah, and and also, it's great that like me and you are part of organizations like Heritage Action and being sentinels and holding Congress accountable for, you know, a lot of these rhinos, basically, that are in Congress. I'm very excited about what Heritage Action is able to do, and I love the way they keep us informed. 
you know, I am constantly infused with more and more information from them. And you are too, you know, you're probably on the same calls that I am in. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and I mean, they really help you understand the legislation. So it's not just, you know, legal speak that goes over your head. They kind of bring it down. They dumb it down for everybody, you know. <laughs> then you understand it. Yeah, you can understand it and you can talk about it and you can tweet them and you can really put the pressure on your, um, on your legislators, you know, representatives. They, you need to keep the pressure on them for the things that you want as a conservative because they, buckle under the pressure, under the Democrat pressure all the time. Yeah, I mean, you know, I would say a lot of these procedures, a lot of the, the rules that are put in are basically all put, are in place just to confuse people. I, I mean, that's how I see it a lot of a lot of times. I just like, they're just making it, diff, making it very complicated just so, you know, everyday people who have nine to five jobs can't, can't really sit down to analyze it all because they just, they complicate the process intentionally. I, that's how I see it, at least. Yeah, I agree. And speaking about complicating the process and confusing people, I want to I want to define the three different authority uh, authorities that executive orders are written. Remember, I said executive orders, presidential memorandums, and proclamations. Yeah. So I'm going to do a quick definition just so I'm not talking over people's heads. You know, executive orders are the most popular that we know. They're assigned numbers and they're published in the Federal Register and they're similar to laws that are passed by the Congress, but they're uh, laws that are passed directly from the President and typically direct members of the executive branch to follow some new policy or some new directive and Trump has issued 24 of those. Presidential memorandums don't have to be published or numbers, they can be, and in the past they have, and they usually uh, delegate tasks that Congress has already assigned to the, the Congress has assigned the president to members of the executive branch. So Trump's issued 22 memorandums. So um, he delegates tasks to the Congress through those memorandums. And then the last one was proclamation. And um, just like Abraham Lincoln's Emancipation Proclamation, you know, that's a famous one. Mm -hmm. It it, it carries a lot of weight, and uh, most uh, of these proclamations are ceremonial observances or, or federal holidays or awareness months. That's what, that's what you issue in the proclamations, like, you know, breast cancer awareness month or something, whatever, and then they start printing them in calendars. That's all those proclamations are. And he's issued 20 of them. But the executive orders and the presidential memorandum, which have been 24 and 22 respectively, so 46, those are actual orders that address, that tells the Congress, change this law, write this law, do this, you know. So it does affect the public, you know, in, in not such a fluffy way as a proclamation does. So I, I just thought I should, I don't know if I confused people more or, or if it made more sense, but I wanted to say that because I, earlier I, I just, uh, I talked in a way, you know, like everybody knows what I'm talking about and I, I shouldn't do that. <laughs> well, I know, um, 
later on we're going to have um heritage action uh regional coordinator wade miller on and and he's with heritage action and just i will say to like for all the terms that you just talked about now if people want to get more um you know i'm involved with heritage action i I definitely encourage everyone to give them a, a look and they would definitely help out as far as wanting to know more as far as what's going on in congress so um but i definitely um i appreciate you coming on and uh let everyone know exactly where they where they can find you i know i mentioned it in the beginning but i'll let you do it at the end thank you brian okay um you can find me my thoughts my writing at twitter on twitter at rosie on the right one word or on facebook rosie on the right and it's separate words. That's my, my Facebook page. Um, and silenceisconsent.net is where I write a lot of articles. I also write for Lantern's Buzz. And um, that's it. Thank you so much for having me. And thanks to Rosie Johnson for joining us. And, you know, I just want to mention as far as when we were talking about President Trump's first 100 days, whether we were talking with Dr. Kelly Ward or Wade Miller or just now with Rosie and you know regardless of I guess how you want to grade President Trump's first 100 days I know one thing whatever has happened in the past first 100 days is better than whatever we would have had if we had a president Hillary. So if we were talking about right now, president Hillary Clinton's first hundred days, well, I'm glad I don't have to imagine that, but, but it's definitely would, if you think about uh Supreme court, you know, just think about the cabinet or like Rosie was mentioning, think about what the, uh, executive orders would have been what the memorandums would have been what the proclamations would have been <laughs> and all of that in the first hundred days of a uh, president hillary clinton so i you know in that sense <laughs> i can definitely just okay there's maybe some things i don't like i mean obviously i've talked more than more than one podcast about my disappointment in the repealing of Obamacare. And that's, you know, that's well known. So I'm definitely disappointed with that. But in a sense, and also, you know, other things maybe as well. But I'm just thinking about, like, first, as far as the Supreme Court, um, whether she would have went along with with, um, Garland, or, you know, or maybe someone even more liberal and even someone like that to replace Scalia of all people, you know, she would have had a, a liberal replace Antonin Scalia. So, yeah, so, I mean, obviously I, it could be a whole lot better. I, you know, and going back and talking about <clears throat> repealing Obamacare, which still need to happen as far as border security and just where we go forward after these hundred days in the end is better than what it, whatever we would have been 
talking about right now, we were talking about uh, President Clinton um, first hundred days. And it's funny because I'm here on Friday and I'm at the NRA convention and President Trump is, will be speaking on um, at the leadership forum. And, you know, you know, Hillary wouldn't be there for <laughs> at the NRA convention at the annual meetings. And I could just imagine the the mood in at the annual meetings if we were talking about a President Clinton right now as opposed to President Trump. Kind of go back when I was at CPAC was, you know, it's kind of like <laughs> the feeling that CPAC was like, woo, we, we dodged the bullet. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, you know, I just um, in that sense, that's that's how I feel about it as far as when it comes to President Trump and trying to grade. Like if I, oh well, I guess I haven't gave a grade myself. I, if I gave a grade on his first hundred days, I would say it's um, mm, uh, I give it a C plus. Uh, <laughs> the, the Obamacare deal is, I mean, obviously, I'm not gonna saying that was all on president trump it, it, but it just in in totality just thinking about just um some things uh, okay i said b plus not b uh, uh b b minus it's, it's changing because i just thought about, about it just now but um but yeah i mean there are some things i um you know weren't a fan of but i mean the one thing that's kind of sticking out right now is the obamacare non-repeal and this I mean it it really feels like and we mentioned it many times before with with guests on here as far as just having these Republicans who campaigned on repealing Obamacare and all these conservative ideas and then now you're in the majority and you're just fiddling around, messing, you know, tinkering with the edges of Democrat policies as opposed to just just getting rid of them. And it kind of it just feels like they they approve more of Democrat policies as opposed to their own ideas. Like we just want to fix Democrat bills and Democrat laws as opposed to having your own. And I. You know, I feel like some of them pretty much, uh, you know, they are in agreement with the Democrats with a lot of these laws that most conservatives are wholly against, totally against, you know. So, and, and kind of like when I was talking with Wade um, yesterday, talking about you having members of Congress who are, who have a lower scorecard on now heritage action have a scorecard and also conservative review has a scorecard as well and you have i can't uh, i think one or two members of congress who have a score in the teens that are lower than elizabeth warren and the socialist bernie sanders that is amazing. Like when I saw that, I'm like, 
you have you are a Republican, right? You're a Republican, and yet you score lower on both of these websites, like um Conservative Review and Heritage Action, and you score lower than those two. Like, why are you even Republican? Like, why don't you just become a Democrat? I mean, I've you just what is the point of being a Republican for you, really? <laughs> and even like even if you look at uh what is uh the ACU American Conservative Union, you see like the same people, like they're pretty low in the twenties according to their rating. So anyway, I was just just thinking about as far as overall in general about President Trump's first hundred days that you know let's think of it like I think of it like this. It could be a whole lot worse. I, I'm pretty sure there's some people probably feeling like, oh well it's not any too much different than, than Hillary. Uh, I, I don't I, I can't agree with that. Only but especially if you factor in not only just Trump himself factor in everything that goes with the administration. So you're talking about cabinet, you're talking about all the, like the executive orders or all that proclamation, the memorandums and all that. It's more than just some of the, the main headlines that are, that you see. It's a lot of other things that go into it as far as what, um, what is going on, what, affects every you know everybody's everybody's lives so so that's it for me um like i said right now we're at the nra convention and we hopefully will have a i guess a set of uh interviews as far as how many days we'll have um on next week we'll have it all set up on sunday so in the meantime i appreciate everyone listening in and just want to mention that the founding project has launched their facebook page so if you just want to know more information about about them just go to the founding project and you can search for their Facebook group or the Facebook page. And I definitely encourage everyone to check them out as they expand and um, add more to their page and with their video series as well. So, which is basically talking about bringing civics to citizens and having people to understand the founding documents of like the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution. So so until well I will say well I will say Tuesday but it might be Monday given how depending on how many interviews. So let me just say until next time we will chat with you later.
Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com. Guys, as we get older, we all start to notice minor changes in sexual performance. It happens. You can stop Mother Nature. Whether you're just starting to develop erectile dysfunction symptoms or are suffering from chronic ED, call Metro Men's Health. Skip the pills and injections. They're only temporary and lose effectiveness over time. Metro Men's Health treats the root cause of ED, lack of blood flow, so it works long-term. Metro Men's Health uses the most advanced and clinically proven wave therapy on the market to actually repair aging blood vessels and restore them to a younger you. Get your spontaneity and your confidence back with safe, effective treatment from Metro Men's Health. Visit MetroMensHealth.com or call 833-687-0700. Don't let ED get worse. Call Metro Men's Health today, 833-687-0700, 833-687-0700.